You're locked into This Is How, created by Nominet and Liberty, helping you access digital careers using tips and stories from the people working at some of the most influential brands, platforms, and publications in culture. For free content, resources, and advice to kickstart your dream career, as well as insider tips direct from our podcast guests and industry experts, head to our platform at thisishow.uk. My name is Boalia. I'm a freelance journalist and editor, the founder of a women's basketball collective called the Hackney Gazelles, and occasionally I DJ too. And my name is Alex, and I'm a creative director and copywriter working in sportswear and fashion, having previously co-founded the publications The Daily Street and Crep City Music. And on today's episode, we'll be meeting Crystal King, who works as a product designer at Depop. Applause in the studio. Yeah, here we go. Woo, 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 woo. Thank you. Happy to be here. Oh, we're really grateful, yeah. The studio looks nicer today as well. It's because Crystal's here. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, we've got some nice mood lighting on as well. (laughs) They're like showing out for Crystal. Mm. It's a very (laughs) slick operation today. It's good. It's good. So, Crystal. Yeah. Talk to us. Product designer at Depop. What does that mean? So, product designer. I think there's so many different ways to describe the role. And there's so many different names for the role. And like... It's a point where it gets super, super confusing. But I think the easiest way to explain what a product designer is, is it's someone who looks at how people interact with technology like phones and you know apps and websites. And they use all of that research to design the best experiences so that you find it really, really easy to use like apps and websites and different things like that. Okay. I mean, I'm nodding. but i'm gonna be real (laughs) in my head that was like one of the most self-explanatory job titles it's like oh you design products yeah actually like no i've got that so wrong that's not actually physical products yeah yeah Yeah. yeah, i'm like so do you have their own shoes cute (laughs) (laughs) so talk to us individual so break down like the individual sort of services that you'd be doing like if it's for a phone as a product designer how does that make it easier to use my phone Etc. I'm clearly saying it wrong because Crystal's just looking around the room like, what? Oh, I, do this a lot, again. I do this a lot. <laughs> um, okay, so for example, the way that you open up an app and what you see first is designed. Um, and when you tap on a button, what that button does is designed as well. And so someone in my role is the person that, that designs that. And so it starts off with maybe like a little sketch um, and then Well, it starts off with research, firstly, and then maybe that turns into a sketch and some ideating. And then perhaps you take that into, you know, something we call sketch. So like you mock it up. It's like uh, Photoshop, but for apps. Oh, it's an actual bit of software called Sketch. Yeah, 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 it's called Sketch. Um, And then you mock it up and then you might prototype it so that people can play around with it. And then you give it to developers to build. Explain to us a little bit what Depop is. So Depop is a fashion marketplace where the next generation buy, sell and get inspired. And I work on the sell part of that experience. So I work on the sellers team alongside a pretty big team and we work together to sort of design and create different tools that help people sell faster and sell more on Depop. Okay. So there's different product designers on different teams? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. So we're all, di- we're all like split up in, in different teams and we focus on different parts of, of the app. 
Is that because people behave differently on, I guess, if you're buying, you're going to that app to do something different than if you were on to sell? Why are you split into teams or onto those teams? mm, I think we're split into teams to manage the work best, but we're also split onto those specific teams because of like what you just explained. So it's like different people come with different motivations in the app. So it's like, as a seller, my goals are so different to like a buyer. Mm. And so it it really helps that a team is focused completely on a seller's mind and getting into it and different things like that. And how do you get into the seller's, the seller's mind? mind? <laughs> that sounds like a sounds really good really name deep. for a thriller. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. It sounds like a plug for like an 80s book. <laughs> like I would totally watch that. Stephen King, The Seller's Mind. <laughs> the seller's <laughs> mind. <laughs> you just talk to a lot of sellers. Do you actually just chat to a load of sellers? I do that so much. Is that part of your day to day? Yeah, no way. Sellers just to get their opinions and stuff. And I think another good way is like to sell yourself. You know, Mm. um. So like, if you're designing a product, use that product as as that person that you're designing for. That helps loads. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, yeah. I'm presuming just from what I've seen over the years that like users kind of find these problems and do their own like ratchet workarounds Hacks, right? yeah, they yeah. Hack it and then up. you sit and exactly. you're like alright people obviously want this because they're really making a mess of it and they're willing to do that to do yeah. it so what's the best hack you've seen ooh and thought ooh I want to hire you that's pretty good what's can I can I flip the question and ask ask ooh, you yeah. <gasps> ooh yeah he does ooh, here we go oh my research. god yeah. right, uh, bundles oh yeah of course yeah people yeah, love yeah, a bundle so yeah, for people that don't true. know yeah, it's like so when People get negotiating on the DMs, yeah, which yeah. happens mm-hmm. so much yeah. in people. Yeah, it really does. Mad it really does. About it. <laughs> <laughs> and anyway, and people that aren't rude, they put together a little like, all right, I'll give you this and this and this or whatever. Yeah. And then people use like, they have to make a listing for it, right? Yeah. Mm. So what I love is that people use really random images. Yeah, they do. So to make sure people know it's not a product. Yeah, and yeah, be like, yeah. oh, a bundle for so-and-so. Yeah. I just find that quite creative. Like it would be yeah. like, I don't know, I think the last one I saw is like, um, it was like the hood of a car or something. <laughs> it's always like, or it's <laughs> like super a random, like Benz, a really like arty a shot of a like, goose or something. Yeah. Like, I love that. It comes it's up really on your feed good. and you're like, what's that? But it breaks yeah. it up from like product, product, product. And yeah. you're like, ooh, painting of a goose. How has that made you feel like you could change so, UX from that? Yeah, if you build it, yeah. just make sure there's still room for a, a weird image, please. Yeah, for sure. We've done it. So bundles bundles don't need Come to on. happen anymore. Nice one, mate. <laughs> Lovely. Oh, we fixed it with the cart. Because you can have multiple things for multiple oh, yeah, sellers. And that's what that's why we did the whole like the bag project. <sighs> that's why really we good. Bought a bag to Depop. It's well, one of the biggest projects it. ever. <laughs> Fab. So your day to day, you'll get into the office, talk me through what so, happens. Come into the office, usually make myself some warm water. We have these like tickets. Um and it's like they're, they're basically tasks tasks of what we've what we're like supposed to do in a sprint. A sprint is like a two week sort of time frame, and we work in sprints in most tech companies. And so I like go to my desk. I get in really early, so I just finish off what I was like doing yesterday, or like you know work on some tasks for the sprint. It's really quiet, so it's like concentration time. And then it will. Everyone will start coming in. We have a, a meeting every morning, which is called stand up, 
and everyone will be there in in the room and there's I think it's like 16 there's loads of us on the team and we have to go and give updates um based on like what we did the day before and what we're planning to do today and if so that's like, how you're held accountable for yeah <sighs> yeah you really don't want to be like day. i did one thing today I did nothing yesterday <laughs> and I but that's to do acceptable as well that's that's like totally fine because like a lot of the time, if you've only done one thing, then that highlights that there's something that needs to be sort of fixed. Maybe you have too many meetings. It was a very you know? important one thing. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, exactly. Maybe yeah. it was an important one thing. Are there other things that sort of comprise your day-to-day? Testing. So you're still talking to people, but sometimes you make a design and before you want to build it, you want to make sure that you're building the right thing. So you make a prototype and it's almost like a dummy version of the app and you use some design programs like uh, Envision's really common um principle figma well yeah keep figma. going what's figma figma's like love the names of these things yeah they're figma's so like good. more of a sketch sort of alternative i think figma is the best sort of option to get into design in terms of like software right now because it's absolutely free good um, news that's my favorite I think it's price like they've got like <laughs> it really is truly <laughs> Mine too. <laughs> They've got like a limit on the projects you you get to have with the free sort of plan, but like you know you're not designing for the world, and um, it's like really collaborative. So you don't need a MacBook; you can just access it via the website, and okay. oh, it's sick. almost like Google Drive. Yeah, yeah, but for designers. Oh, heavy. Yeah. Mm. Oh, that's really really good. Yeah. I think that every designer has like their like set probably like three tools that they flex between. Uh, like, but tools aren't really important in my opinion it's not what you're using it's what you're using it to create and so I think everyone should be like tool I want to say tool agnostic I'm that's a sure great word. Right word I like the sound of it anyway <laughs> Let's so run can we it. say it is let's run I'm, I'm good great. yeah 100 we all co-sign it it's fine solid advice <laughs> I'm into it and what do you mean by tool agnostic so you should not rely on a particular tool mm. It's not about the tool. Exactly. Right? It's yeah. what you're creating. You know? So if uh, Principle will help you achieve that, use Principle. If Flinto will help you achieve what you want to achieve faster and get the results you need, use that instead. You know? And they all do similar sort of things. Yeah, in different ways though. It's just formatted differently. Yeah. The the programs I think the interface of the programs are all quite similar so that um designers can pick them up really easily. But they all do different things in different ways. So, like, if we're talking about, like, animations, something like Envision is, not Envision Studio, but Envision, like, the traditional Envision is really uh, static. So you go from, like, screen to screen to screen. But then if you use something like Principle, uh, you start to have, like, really cool animations and things like that. So it depends on what you're trying to test. If you're trying to test, like, an overall flow, like, maybe you want to do go for Envision because you'll be able to do that 10 times faster. Than What's an overflow? So, like... Um, for example, if I open up, can I like with my phone? Yeah, yeah may, please. Yeah, yeah. We'll talk it. Well, Alex, you describe. You have a really good describing voice. Crystal's opening her phone. I'm opening up my phone. <laughs> I don't know which app to choose. Let's choose Depop. Scrolling around the homepage. Here comes Depop. <laughs> so, Very efficient load time. We're here. Extremely <laughs> efficient load time. <laughs> Mine would have taken forever. So go here. So we're here on the home screen. Tap this. We've gone into the messages bit. Ooh. And then. Tap this. Into a message. Tap this. Further. That's like five screens. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. a flow is those five screens laid each. Oh, so it's the user journey. Yeah. Oh. Oh. 
This was a good demonstration. So it sounds like your like product design spans loads of elements of design because you've already name dropped like sketching out ideas, yeah. mm. designing user flow, if that's the phrase. Yeah, what we yeah. say that'll do. Yeah, yeah. Uh, excellent. Oh, yeah, she's I'm getting so there. encouraging. I'm getting and then also your you're name dropping <laughs> animation. Mm-hmm. Where where's it end? I think it doesn't. I think. Amazing. That's really good. Yeah, like there's so much that we can do. And I think that's the good thing about product design. There's literally no boundary, Mm. you know. It's just about creating experiences. I think that future designers need to sort of prepare themselves to design experiences that are screenless. Because this is only, like people aren't addicted to their phones. They're addicted to the information in the phones, right? Mm. And the moment Mm. that we can get that information mixed with their reality... They won't be prisoner to holding a phone. Yeah. No one's like waiting for the iPhone 59. (laughs) (laughs) 59, she said. (laughs) It goes to kind of show just how much this industry can and does change. Mm. That it's like a pretty exciting thing to work in. As much as we've talked through everything your job encompasses, like fast forward five years and that list could be completely rewritten mm, right yeah because we might be sat here like ah, do you remember way back when we had phones <laughs> <laughs> what were we doing 10 years ago oh, yeah, that was the that's iphone 10 that was, yeah, it was whack <laughs> so, I mean, that's, gonna, that's the future you know when did you first get like into design when i was like <laughs> when i was like 12 13 and i was making like bebo skins for people you were um, making Bebo skins. Yeah, yeah. Sick, you are dope. Covers <laughs> and so that's how I got into design first. I was making skins on Bebo because all of the the ones that I saw were just dead and not my style. And so I'd make them, and then it would like really gas me up because people would. Um, Could they copy them? They didn't. I mean, some people like copied a tiny bit, but that was cool. That was like that's fine. But um, you could see how many people were using your skin, and so I'd be like. <gasps> How many? A hundred people are using my skin. Oh, that's pretty sick. This and is before you know, things like, going viral. Yeah, yeah. like but for anyone yeah. listening who's thinking, "What the hell is Bebo?" <laughs> At one point, very briefly, that was essentially Instagram. Yeah, well, literally, <laughs> it really but, was. But with a really bad design team. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> true. <laughs> so, if you want to put true. it in context, oh. imagine Instagram if you could kind of design how your page looks yeah yeah that's, that's true. what you were doing that's, that's so what true. i was doing you could make these skins and people could use your skins and like have it as their almost like myspace layout kind of thing kind of like i guess the way people are doing um designing their own the face recognition thingy yeah, um, yeah on man, instagram yeah. where yeah. you can yeah. use everyone else's that is it i quite want to have a go at that man what, what the hell is that called i've forgotten what those face, face filters face filters yeah. so you <laughs> did the og face filters for bebo <laughs> as well <laughs> and it was so fun it was just good fun and then i started making like really underground ray flyers and then i started making mix you made ray flyers sorry yeah, let's go back how old are you and you're making ray flyers like 14 i was too young oh, to go to these what are you doing what software <laughs> yeah. are you using for this like, what raves well, how did you even discover the raves you're 14 <laughs> <laughs> why are you yeah, asking that's the point i missed what? There, <laughs> you're 14 and you're like yeah get lit go down 21s only <laughs> no they would literally say 21 plus on them what? i could not go no it was yeah it was yeah. These were commissioned flyers. Yeah, I got paid for them. I That's used to have dope. this little notebook and I'd like be keeping my accounts in these. <laughs> so it's so funny. I love that somewhere out there there's like there were raves 
in the artwork that's, that's being fantastic. done by 14 year old. Yeah, that's fantastic. That's really good. It's very Berlin. <laughs> and then we were doing work experience and then I they would like put people in like law firms and stuff like that. And mm. I was like, well, I'm not going to do that. So I called up people and I was like, hey, have you, like, you hire, y'all hiring? I was, just like, <laughs> <laughs> I was just like asking people, like, I like I want to do my work experience. And they ended up really loving me. So that ended up being my Fab. first job. So mm. I worked at an agency quite young. I was like 15, 16 when I was working at the agency. And That's amazing. This has blown my mind. And they just wanted you because you were enthusiastic and you'd obviously had a portfolio. Yeah. Yeah. Did you show them your you Bebo skins? Portfolio. I, I didn't really show them the skins. I showed them some of the like the event flyers and stuff and like, you know, the al- album artwork. That's really know? cool. And I think because I'd already been Ballsy working move. on stuff. They were just like, hey, yeah, like come in, work for us. So I did that for a bit. After the agency... My school were pushing me to do A-levels. I was like, I'm not doing A-levels because I'm only good at design. So I ended up doing a B-tech. What was that in? That was in graphic design. And I think back then, B-techs weren't what people did at all. Mm. And they yeah. were kind of like looked down upon. Mm. Yeah. Um, but I think that you kind of just have to do what works best for, for you, you, you know, and just ignore the status yeah, quo completely. I like that you That's believed in advice. your your gut and your journey on yeah, that one. that's true. Yeah. If you're listening now, oh my God, this is your Oprah moment. <laughs> it's a come to Jesus moment. Just do what you want and what works for you. Yeah, if you want to like work, do what works for yeah. you yeah. and keep pursuing that. That's good advice. Exactly. Don't follow what other people are doing. So I ended up in the University of Nottingham after doing my BTEC. What were you doing there? What degree? So I was doing architecture. I kind of wanted to challenge myself. That sounds like a sidestep. Yeah, it was a bit of an interesting one. I felt like I'd been doing design all this time and I wanted to do something different that would really challenge me at university. I was kind of like, well, if I don't want to go and do graphic design at uni. I kind of didn't believe in, I don't know, I wasn't too confident in doing it. I'd been doing it all this time. I wanted to do something fresh, something new. So I picked architecture. That's very, I mean, she wants to do something challenging. That's pretty challenging. That's good. It was fun. Go on, fill in it. How long's an architecture degree? So altogether, I mean, the degree is, it's, it's on and off for seven years. Yeah. On and off for okay. seven years. you got to be dedicated. Yeah, you do. That's you really did set yourself a challenge. Yeah, you <laughs> really went for it. I'm going to set my cha- myself a challenge. Yeah. <laughs> architecture. But I'm going to do the design of buildings. <laughs> I think it's good though. It's like a it's a good degree to sort of like if anyone is like thinking of like a degree to do. I think it's a good all rounder because you can literally go on to do anything from it. Mm-hmm. You know, it teaches you so many different things. Do you think it was something that prepared you for all of the kind of like different elements of design, like sort of understanding space? Like, how do you go from designing a building into going into like a digital space? Because that feels very like tangible. You know, yeah. that's that's a that's a that's doors to walk through and like bricks and mortar like how does that translate into a digital bricks and mortar it's the same thinking to be honest it's just applied in a different in a different way you know in architecture you you decide how someone walks through your building and like do you take them through the short route do you take them through the long route you do the same thing on apps you know when someone opens your app for the first time do they go straight to the home feed or do they go through some onboarding where they get to pick their styles and stuff you know which route do you take them through? I think fundamentally it's it's the same, just a, a different medium. 
It sounds it's like interesting. There's, there's like a lot of imagination involved in in your job. Yeah. Do you know what I mean, like putting yourself yeah. in that mindset of a user and then thinking, oh, where would they go? How do you take them on that and... journey? Do you think you can do it all the time with design though? Like what, like any design degree or practice can you? Yeah, I was literally just going to say like, I think if you're a designer, you're a designer. You know, it's the same set of skills you're applying on different things. You know, if you can design apps, you can design buildings, you can design furniture, you can design what you want. And I think you kind of see that outside and you see people crossing over to different things Mm -hmm. you see fashion designers going into furniture and going into like sometimes architectural spaces there's this really cool architect called thomas heatherwick he's a designer like through and through you know he's designed buses he's designed spaces he's designed bridges he's designed fun like like he's just he's just what i want to be when i grow up um, thinking of someone, Zaha Hadid, mm-hmm. like yeah. looking at some of those like shapes, I'm like, that's mental. Yeah, yeah. How did you even think of that? She's the queen. Of, yeah, literally, she was the queen of that. Like just thinking about space. I think if you're someone who is very adept at thinking about space or how people feel in a particular space, kind of like problem solving before the problem happens. Mm. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah, if you exactly, if you can yeah. predict that problem and then smooth it out, make it better. Make it less of a problem or not a problem mm. before it happens. You're mm. a good designer. Do you think going to uni was the right choice? I think that it was the right choice for me because I learned lots of different things. But I, I do think as well, you don't have to go to uni to do my job. I've worked alongside people that don't have degrees. And that's like that's cool as well. Like We all have different different paths and journeys. I think that... So it's not essential, which is good. Yeah, it's not essential. So at what point did you go from an architecture degree to product designer job? How how did that happen? So I, after I graduated, I was really fortunate, blessed enough to get a job in Paris in an architecture firm. Oh my God, Crystal's so cool. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like I need, I need another glass of water. (laughs) I'm so thirsty for your life. (laughs) Oh my so after I graduated, I went to Paris. Fab. Yeah. <laughs> um, How was that? It was really, it was nice. I always wanted to live and work in Paris. That At the time, that was like my dream. But I, I soon realised that the architecture industry is very different to architecture at university. And at uni, okay. you can like do lots of different things. You're pretty free and stuff. Whereas in the industry, it's very like, for lack of a better word, it, it's pretty stagnant. It's you know? rigid. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's very rigid. What you're designing is is something that's like going to happen in five years. Yeah. So you got to be patient. Yeah. Super patient. So you moved back to the UK. Yeah, moved back to the UK. And then I just started trying lots of different things. So I'd apply for like uh, creative roles or like uh, somewhere like design, like, you know, like typical like brand sort of design roles. Where were you finding these jobs? LinkedIn. Okay. For the most part. I'd see them on LinkedIn and then... For some reason, I I had trust issues with LinkedIn, so I'd go directly to the site and I'd just apply on the site. <laughs> I have tr- I had trust issues with LinkedIn. Yeah. I or still I have prevalent trust issues with LinkedIn. Like it's too easy that apply with LinkedIn button. Yeah, it and it's done. No, no. I'm always like easy. I don't understand. I don't it's feel like that. Yeah. I think a lot of people look at LinkedIn and think it's for like really dry jobs and industries like sales oh, and no. that lot. Yeah. You think it's it's still a good resource for if you want to get into design for tech? It's crazy. You know, there's so many uh, recruiters on LinkedIn. 
that just hit you up on a daily basis and they're just like, hey, do you want this? So that's a good tip. Get a good LinkedIn. Create your network around you and make sure there's lots of recruiters in there if, if that's the sort of entry point you want into a company. So that was a kind of like entry point back into the UK, like hitting up LinkedIn and kind yeah. of trying to... I kind of wasn't. So like I was just trying different things. So like set design... I was just thinking lots of different, what can I do? And then I heard someone talk about like UX design. Like a few people had mentioned it to me and I'm like, it's a sign. So I started learning. I knew some people that wanted, they had like an idea and they needed a designer. And so I was like, okay, I'll design for you. And then, so I designed for them and gave them, I worked with them on like a freelance basis and sort of provided all of these different things whilst I was learning how to do this UX, UI kind of stuff. She's good. She's a hustler. She's <laughs> learning on you the job, mate. Mm. You have to. That's how you get places. Anyways, so um, I would be learning, working, learning, working, learning, working. And then at the same time, my product design portfolio is like building up too. Mm. And so after I did that, I sort of like, Got all the like different things that I'd done from that first app. What was the first app? Baby Point. What's Baby Point? So it is, it's sort of like a, it's an app where you, let me start again. So it helps people <laughs> find um, baby friendly places. So it's kind of Cute. like brought on the idea of you wake up one day, you've got a kid and you, you haven't had a kid before. And it's just like, well, can I still go to all the places that right, I love with yeah. this kid? Are they baby friendly? Have yeah. they got like all this like nappy changing facility? Yeah, right, yeah. right. And so it's it's almost like Foursquare or like Google Maps, but for babies. For babies. Yeah. Oh, that's smart. Yeah. So you moved on from baby point. This is like your portfolio making yeah. moment. So yes, you're freelancing exactly. at this point. Yeah. Exactly. Where did you go next? I went to LifeWorks and that's where I was like talking to a lot of recruiters and that was my first sort of experience working with different recruiters and stuff like that. What was LifeWorks? LifeWorks was like, so it's a platform that helps employees feel happy at work. So it's very B2B. Um, What's B2B for those who don't know? Uh, business to business. Good industry term, that one. And then I moved on to Boiler Room and then from Boiler Room moved on to Depop. Okay, okay. and Boiler Room, that's interesting. Why don't you explain a little bit what it is? Boiler Room is a platform that um, helps people watch live DJ sets from across the world. Yeah. Essentially. In like, a nutshell, yeah. Live it's, DJ sets and parties. Yeah. yeah. It kind of reinvented music television mm. for mm. the internet. Yeah. That's it. To give it its credit. Yeah. Democratizing, democratizing music. So you can see some lit party happening in Palestine, but you can be somewhere in Wales watching it, Literally. which is one of the coolest things I think about the internet and yeah. was UX designing in that capacity something really interesting? I think it was. Um, I think Boiler Room was, the, was definitely the first place that I worked at that was a really good culture fit for me. I think culture fit is so important when you're navigating through like careers and stuff. Do you think that's something people should be looking out for in their first job or just kind of getting a foot in the door and then aiming to get there? It's a good question. I think I think balance is key. You know, sometimes you you need to like just get in and if it's a really good opportunity but the fit isn't isn't completely there, like go for it and see how much you can sort of disrupt and change that workplace, you know? Um but Maybe if it if you realize that it's not a good fit for you, move. 
yeah, it's, it's really to, not worth it. Yeah, it's hard it. to do good work in that environment, right? Yeah, we spend most of our days and hours and stuff at work. It's true. That's like, it becomes, not not to make it sound corny, because I think I don't like it when work tries to infuse too much of a like, we're a family thing. So yeah. I'm like, hey, you pay me to be here. <laughs> I'm not your family. <laughs> yeah, but you should feel like some sense of like, not dread. You should be happy to go to the place where you're going to spend yeah. a large majority of your time. Yeah. And so culture fit is really important. Mm. How like, how do UX design a party that's happening in Palestine? Yeah. How does that was work? It, was it UX? Was that your role there? Yeah, I was a product designer. And so the problems that we were that I was trying to focus on when I, whilst I was there, one of them was like um people need a better way to sort of save their sets when they download them. So it's like it's like different things like that. Um another one that I worked on that was quite interesting was when we had so Boiler Room has a lot of brand partnerships and every time that we did a brand partnership, we'd have we'd have to mock up this site like from scratch every single time. And so what I was working on is finding a way to automate the way that we do that. So like finding a way that we can hone in the way that we create these websites and still manage to have this like almost like a template, but still having it be really creative and not sort of dampen all of our sort of aesthetic Mm. and, and really like boundary pushing designs that we would have. So that's what I worked on. That sounds very hard. Sounds fascinating, though. Like, you see something where you're like, I think this could be done better. Then you've got to figure out how it's done better. Mm-hmm. Then you've got to design how that looks and then oversee the team that build it. And then make yeah. it easy for yeah. other people to use and understand. Product design. It's that old thing of, like, if you do your job really well, no one should notice it. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Puzzle wisdom. Mm. Lovely. Yeah. That was nice. Recently, I did a thread on Twitter and I listed out like step by step what you should do if you want to get into it. And it was very much my journey. But I feel like people, everyone has their own sort of journeys in this. My recommendation, though, would be like, so I I started out by going on like online courses and I was looking for free online courses. I just did a degree. I, like I've got no one's trying to cash like, out like any more money exactly please. right mm-hmm. nine grand are you mad <laughs> I watched that video a lot just to remember that it is a madness oh, that everyone just is going through that, that that's in the background <laughs> the old student but that's so smart because it is in the background consistently yeah. and I think that's on the background of lots of people's minds is the education is really expensive exactly so you accessed a lot of free courses yeah Coursera uh, Springboard Udemy has some like you go on these and then these will give you like good foundations for design. And I think once you have those foundations and you can play around a tiny bit more. So like set yourself little challenges. Um, so, for example, redesign a cash machine and start like. Oh, that's a really good things. tip. Think about things that you hate using. Redesign right. those. OK, that's cool. That's the best thing to do. I think a lot of designers, when they start out, they start redesigning like Spotify or redesign. Which, is, why I said Spotify, which is really but. hard because it's already used. It's already user very friendly. So exactly. Do something that's clunky. Right. And annoying to you. Exactly, because right. you have more problems to solve. If you guys are really interested in that um, and you're listening, I would go on to the This Is How website where we have a list of courses on there and mm-hmm. figure out those kind of platforms and, and apps that you don't like using and go on those courses and try and apply some of what Crystal said. 
And if you're interested, we will obviously give you Crystal's Twitter handle because you need to look at that thread because it's obviously banging. Yeah. Have you pinned it? It's easy I to pinned get it. To, it's yeah. right at the top. It. Easy. Done. Done. Right at the top. Sick. Talk to us about the people who helped you get to this point because at 14 years old, it seems mad to me that you started doing Ray Flyers. Like, mm. you're obviously a very self assured yeah. person, but how do you keep going and get into that point? What stuff did you read and look at to help you get here? That's a good question. I think, in terms of people that have really like um, defined moments for me, definitely like my mum. It's going to sound really cheesy, but no, no my mum's. Because I think early on I was taught that there's no such thing as a bad job. Just like mm. do what you want. And I think typically like people sort of drive and it's true because I've I've seen it happen with people. They drive like the the sort of idea of like parents, like African parents like pushing you to become like a lawyer, engineer, uh um, all of that. But my mum wasn't like that at all. She was like do what you want as long mm. as like you're be the best at it and do and do what you want and I think that that's really stuck with me um my faith as well so I'm a Christian and I think that having that to sort of like lean back on helps mm. you know and believe having that sort of like belief um in terms of like physical things like the YouTube stuff think you know what I just I just think that for every stage because I Throughout my journey, I've just had to pivot, right? Because I couldn't use the Ray Flyers to get my job at Depop, right? You say that as if it's really easy, but like that, I think that takes a lot of like personal strength. Mm. Do you know what I mean to put all of that, invest all that time into becoming an architect, and then go in chasing like, the dream, moving to Paris, and right. then being like, "All right, this isn't actually for me," mm. and not just crumbling. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. To I think to pivot takes a lot of strength. It really does. Yeah, I agree. Who, who kind of gave you? Well, or where'd you get that strength from to just keep going? Oh, you know what? I'll just try something else. Or like ideas of how to do that. Yeah. Did you talk to lecturers about it? I, I honestly didn't. It's going to sound weird. I just have this like crazy faith inside of me, and it's just like. It sounds like you're just gonna, you're just calm. It's going to do it. Do I mean, you, like? you, cool. you do have that demeanor about you. <laughs> Crystal's been calm since the minute she walked through the door. It's it's going to sound yeah. It's going to sound super weird. But there wasn't anyone that like. I was just like, well, I'm just going to try this i've got it her mentor is zen like then i feel like maybe that's a really good point for anyone listening don't panic like Mm. it will work itself out like in the pivot moments just trust yourself and your gut like you've got this and there isn't a wrong path it's just it pursue like you said what your mom said pursue Mm. whatever you want just be excellent at it so if you are going to do a ray fly make it the best one because all of those things are experiences that lead you down to different paths and you start figuring out what you want yeah I think as well, you don't have to, I don't necessarily worry about the future. Mm. I think that everything happens for a reason. I, d- I don't believe in coincidences and stuff like that. So I think that helps in terms of like not overthinking. Because, you mm. know, I think sometimes you can be like in the moment and be like, oh, but if I take this job, what's going to happen to me in 10 years time? Am I <laughs> yeah, going to be yeah. successful? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just like, why does it even matter? Yeah. yeah, so I think of calm down, focus on what's in front of you and do the best job on that. Yeah, I never want to leave. Go through your CV. Oh yes, the, oh, yeah. the moment of truth. <laughs> Here it is. Oh, handing it in. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. No pressure. No pressure. Name Crystal King. Yep, yep. Mm-hmm. Socials. This is the important bit. Oh yeah, very important. Twitter at Chris King. I'm going to yep, say C H R Y S. K-I-N-G. Go find the list. Oh, you really need to. It's pinned. It's easy. You'll find it. Number one thing. 
Instagram different at Christ.al. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, we're Thanks. enjoying it. We're very much enjoying it. Job, product designer, brackets, <laughs> people watcher. <laughs> Slightly creepy. Uh, <laughs> you were cool, but now I'm getting a bit creeped out. <laughs> Maybe don't go into job title naming. <laughs> Explain I'm a people watcher. People watcher. <laughs> so as I was writing this, I was thinking, well, what do I do for most of my day? And then I was thinking, I actually just watch people. Like designing is part of it, but a bigger part is like watching how people react to those designs and like watching how people react to other stuff too. So I just. It's I kind of anthropology, like yeah. digital anthropology. Ooh, yes. Nice. Claxons. <laughs> <laughs> I did something really cool and then I immediately made it nerdy. <laughs> like, immediately. <laughs> Best failure, dropping out of uni. Yeah. Oh, so you didn't finish it. So I did the first three years. I did year in experience and then I dropped out just before part two. Mm. Fab. So I got a degree, but and not it was, master's. From the sounds of things, a very good move. Follow your gut. So dropping out is a positive. Oh, the last one. Why should we hire you? Very mysterious. Just a question mark. You're throwing the question back yeah. at us. Again. <laughs> She's clever this Very one. inquisitive this one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Running circles around us. We don't need an answer to that. What anyway. do you mean question mark? The question mark is there because I think that when companies are hiring people, they should be intentional. And I, I think that it should Valid, be less about man. selling oh, yourself yes. and more about Them. picking the yes. right people to work at your company. Yeah. You're hired. Yay! Thank you very much for coming in. Thank My you. You've been wonderful. You've been listening to This Is How, created by Nomina and Liberty, your essential rundown on figuring out a path into digital careers for the brands you love. Head over to our website to listen back to our other episodes, find the industry role you're most suited to, and discover free training to help you get the job you want. Oh, thank you so much. Thanks for having me. It's been really fun. 